Literal and figurative stormy weather bore down on commentator Nancy Slonim Arany last week as she kept in touch with the world near and far. Two Sundays ago, the news kept building that Hurricane Bob was fast approaching. By Monday, we were in for a direct hit. Friends called from all over the country. Do you have candles? Are you filling the bathtub? Did you stock up on peanut butter? I had a few candles. I don't have a bathtub. And I didn't want to be one of those people who empty the supermarket shelves in a buying panic. Besides, I liked the idea of survival. I would eat olives and anchovy paste. It would be romantic. They were predicting winds of 145 miles an hour. My mother called and said, I heard they're evacuating everyone on Martha's Vineyard. I brought in my bike. My husband, who caught the last ferry off the island before the steamship authority shut down, still hadn't called. Where is he, I thought. Finally, the phone rang. Did you hear about Gorbachev? Should I tape up the windows? He's under house arrest. Should I tie down the Weber? Do you realize what this means? My husband thinks globally and acts globally. He worries about the ozone, not the deck chairs. The storm ripped through at 120, and by 3, we didn't know if we were in the eye or at the end. When the wind stopped, I walked around our yard to assess the situation. I lost a few small trees and my August garden with all of its bounty. My petunias are completely wiped out. The hibiscus tree is listing on its side. Two pink, limp flowers cling stubbornly to their broken branches. Aside from no power, the damage is minimal. The first night is cozy. I make altars everywhere and I go to bed early. The second night, still raining, is more difficult. Matches won't light and my clothes and sheets are soggy. The third night, my refrigerator is leaking a foul-smelling liquid. By the fifth night, the bathroom, which seven guests used for two days, is permeating throughout my entire cabin. I am counting candles and burning incense. I haven't washed my hair since last Saturday. The dog and I ration the remaining water. I go up island to an artesian well with my plastic milk container. A policeman directs traffic. Thirty people are in line. Someone says, now we know what it's like to live in the Soviet Union. Someone else says, yeah, but they're not pulling up in their BMWs and Volvos. Everyone laughs a well-needed laugh. But I am feeling sorry for myself. What happened to liking the idea of survival, I think? I guess it was the idea, the concept I liked. The reality is another story. I go home with my water, flush and plunge the toilet, and sweep the cabin. I think about my husband and his ability to live in the whole world. I think about how history didn't stop just because I couldn't wash my hair. I think about the tininess of my temporary inconvenience. I pick the three surviving marigolds and put them into a blue glass vase. I read the paper for the first time in a week. My husband is arriving on the 8.15. My hero walks off the boat, gives me a big hug, hands me batteries, candles, and a heavy-duty flashlight. I hug him back and say, Did you hear? They tore down the statue of Lenin. Nancy Sloan Marini teaches writing at Trinity College in Hartford, Connecticut.